Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Let's start this morning. I'd like for us to turn in the word to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. When I woke up this morning, uh, the Spirit of God immediately began giving me a sermon for today. I had a, a different direction I was going to go, but praise God for the Holy Ghost. And uh, I'll be preaching to myself as well as to you, because when it's fresh from heaven, my goodness, how can you not get excited and enjoy it? First Thessalonians chapter 2. And in this passage, Paul is writing to the church uh, there, and he is, it's a, it's a great letter, and he's encouraging them. It talks about how he sent Timothy and his, uh, in his stead, and how pleased he is, and what a great divine connection that he has there with that church, him and his ministers. And he gives this wonderful blessing to them, which to me, this is the greatest compliment anyone could receive is what he says right here. He says in 1 Thessalonians verse 2 or chapter 2 verse 13 and we also especially thank God continue and I'm reading out of the amplified for this that when you received the message of God which you heard from us you welcomed it not as the word of mere men but as it is at it as, but as it truly is the word of God, which is effectually at work in you who believe, exercising its superhuman power in those who adhere to and trust in and rely on it. What, are the, what kind of great compliment is that? Yeah. You receive the word of God from us, not as mere men, yes. but as the words of God. That takes discipline, folks. It takes discipline to shut your mind down and look at the word of God, not as mere men, but as God talking to me. And uh, we're going to look at this morning, how do we receive instruction from God? Because anyone who's a parent in here knows that success is tied to how well you follow instruction. No one ever graduated successfully from school without properly following instruction. Some passed, but they didn't go very far after they passed, right? Your promotion in life, it depends on how well you follow instruction. And he was praising them. He said, you receive this word not as mere men. Because what is man? God-filled man is someone that we can follow. But man itself, my, my human flesh is nothing to be followed. But a flesh filled with God is different because a flesh filled with God will speak the words of God, have the actions of God, demonstrate the love of God, you know, uh, demonstrate the ability of God. Everything about you on this earth, when you get born again, everything about you is to demonstrate God, to show God, to represent God. But if we can't follow God's words, how will we ever demonstrate, represent, walk in, flow in God? The, the scripture, we don't have time to turn there, but my goodness, we were made in God's image himself. Man was made in the image of God. God wanted a family. He wanted somebody to fellowship. The angels couldn't fellowship with God. They were beings created to work for God, serve God, praise uh, at, at, at command for, for God. But God wanted somebody who chose him. Nobody wants to be in a relationship where somebody was forced to love you, forced to do something for you. Amen. We're not hired servants. We're children. Amen. I'm a child of God. Therefore, because he made me his child, I'm no longer, the, the scripture says, I'm no longer a slave. I'm no longer in bondage. I'm free. And because I'm free, I serve him freely. 
Amen. It's my choice. That's what he wanted was a choice. Uh, a man with a choice, a woman with a choice. And then with that choice, he pours all of himself. To the degree of your choice is the degree that you receive. If your choice is all in, in every arena in life, my choice is God. I choose God. I choose his way. I choose his thinking, not as mere men, but I choose every word of God. Every scripture is God speaking to me. Every instruction is God speaking to me. To the degree that you decide the word of God is your choice will be the degree that you'll see him in manifestation in your life. Small degree of choice, small manifestation. If he becomes your choice in every arena, who you marry, who you hang out with, if he is your choice and what you watch, if he is your choice and what you listen to, if he is your choice and how you talk, how you think, how you act, if God is your choice in the way you speak about your life, you will have him to a greater degree. It's our choice to the degree that we have God. It's like it's your choice how much food you come back to in the buffet to get in the buffet line, right? Right? Nobody can force feed you. The word of God, it talks about its bread. Nobody can force feed you the bread of life. You choose how much bread you're going to eat that day. You choose how much life you're going to receive that day. You choose. Nobody made you go through that buffet line four and five times. Did they? Nobody, nobody made you that ice cream cone. How many of you remember those? Uh, I don't know if Californians even know about this, but growing up in a small southern community, the big thing to do would be to go to like a, a, a country buffet and they always had the soft serve. Come on now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know. Y'all know. The soft serve ice cream. If you're in Pastor Nancy and the Reverend here, his family, uh, the Chapmans, they go to the soft serve ice cream first and then they went through the buffet. <laughs> and at their buffet in their town, they had cotton candy. Let me tell you, they went to the cotton candy, the soft served, and then the buffet if there was room left over. I remember going one time, you know, I've, I'm going through the line, I'm getting my, my plate, you know, there's fried chicken, green beans, macaroni, you know, this is my, you know, I'm, I've been living out in California and here we go. This is a, what is it, the Western, Western Sizzling? Something like that, Western. Boy, we get in that line. And I came and sat down and him and half his cousins were already sitting at the table with a dessert. I said, I thought we were coming for lunch. And his grandpa and the whole crew of them with a sweet tea and, and some form of dessert. And not even the good dessert. Nobody got pie. They got the soft serve ice cream. Am I right? Am I speaking right? The, the soft serve ice cream and the cotton candy. Well, nobody made them do that. They did that themselves. You choose what, what you want to receive of. You choose what you want to sit down at the table of your life. You choose. It's up to you. You can either receive the word as a mere, mere man, you know, as my, just me, as just pastor, you know, or as words that mere men wrote, or you can receive it as the word of God. Every word spoken is designed to change my life because it came from heaven. Amen. Now let's look. The word of God is God's voice of general instruction to all of us. Do we all agree on that? This is God's general instruction. This is for everybody. But I know this for my life. I've got some specifics that I need answered. There are things that I'm facing that you may not be facing in the same way. Uh, we all have different paths. We all have different personalities, different temperaments. And according to each one of those things, God is going to minister. He wants to minister. God created you and he knows how to minister to you. He knows how to 
get you an answer that you know how to receive, that you understand. That's why we can look at the body of Christ and we can see so many different uh, types of ministers, different ways people ministers. Why? Because each one is necessary because each one of us is different. And that's why the word, the scripture talks about he puts us, fitly joins us together as he chooses. Because he knows, uh, hey, he knows, I'm back. We went, this week we went to, to Colorado and I got the honor and the privilege and the blessing of not only uh, serving you know, my husband and, and, but Pastor Anderson was there and Pastor Greg, his son and their, their, his grandkids. And, um, we got to spend some time with him out at the ranch and I got to just take care of my pastor and, uh, get refreshed. And so we were so blessed to be able to go and do that this week, but I'm back now. So no more of these people that you can push over. Get your hands off each other. Uh, but I want us this morning to focus on uh, how many of you need specific instruction. You're facing something today. You go, you know, I've got the scripture. I know what the word says, but it just seems like I need some further instruction for my life. Well, I can't give that to you, but I can tell you how to receive it. And that's what the spirit of God woke me up this morning and showed me how each one of us can equally receive specific instruction for our life and what we're facing. Amen. How we receive God's written word will determine if you're ever able to hear a specific word. Start number one. It matters how you receive. That's what Paul was saying. It matters how you receive this general word. If you don't believe what the scripture says about your words, about healing, if you don't believe what the scripture says about that, if you question that, God cannot get you specific instruction because every specific instruction will always line up with the word of God. He's not gonna give you something outside of this that won't agree. And we, we don't have time to talk about that, but I mean, Dad Hagen used to do that all the time. Jesus himself appeared to him in a vision and was talking to him. And as he was talking to him, a demon showed up and put up a smoke screen and began to say, yakety yak, yakety yak. And he's saying, Jesus, he's missing everything that Jesus is saying to him in this vision. Because this demon, this monkey looking demon shows up and puts up this smoke screen. And he's waiting on Jesus to do something. And finally, he tells that demon and gives it a command to go. And he said, Jesus... Why didn't you do anything? He said, I couldn't. Because when the scripture talks about all power was given to Jesus, but then he turned the keys of the kingdom, which is our authority back over to us. Jesus left this earth. Remember, he was a physical man. His physical being left here. He can appear to man as he wills, but he is not here anymore. It's the Holy Ghost who's here. And we'll talk about that. We'll get there this morning. But he said, I couldn't. Not that I wouldn't. I couldn't. You're waiting on God to do something in your life that he can't. He wants to, but he can't. How much truth and revelation do you believe that your authority and your words can change your situation? That's what he's waiting on. His power is tied up in your believing. His power is not tied up in heaven. It's not tied up in, you know, how good of a person you are. His power is tied up in what you know is your authority and what you know of his word and how much of his word are you receiving as his voice. So that to the degree that you receive specific instruction for your life, you must take all the general instruction. This is mine. This is the word of God to me. And some of you may have to go back. There's been times I've had to go back. I want to hear specifics from God, but God needs me to get more of the general. So this morning you may say, I need some specific instruction, but the Holy Ghost is going to deal with you to go back because you're basing, you've got a need and you don't quite have, have light yet in the word about your need. Does that make sense? 
Some of us may need to go back and get further light in the word before we hear a specific instruction from God. Remember, it's not as mere men, but every word of God. Amen. Great miracles come from small instructions. Great miracles will come from small instructions. You don't need a great instruction to get a great miracle. You just need a small instruction to get a great miracle. And we'll, we'll show that in the word this morning. Your day-to-day life requires a working knowledge and active receiving of the life-giving power of the written word of God. I must say that again. Your day-to-day life requires a working knowledge. Working knowledge. There's so many things around here. I've, I've watched my husband over the years uh, that if he doesn't have knowledge of something or he has limited knowledge, he sits on the YouTube till he has a working knowledge of what it is he needs to build, design, change, fix. A working knowledge. You know, there was a, a, an issue with one of the machines here, a bobcat here, and he had called out somebody and they said, what was it going to be about seven? About seven grand to fix this bobcat. Told him this is the issue. Seven grand to fix the bobcat. And he said, well, I know where my knowledge is at, but I know with technology today and what's been provided, I can get a greater working knowledge. He did a little research. How much did you fix it for? couple hundred bucks, couple hundred dollars. What somebody said was going to be thousands. What is that? A working knowledge. He gets a working knowledge. How often do we wait and pay a price because we didn't get a working knowledge of what God said for us to do? I need a working knowledge. That's why when the spirit of God said your day to day life requires a working knowledge and active receiving of the life-giving power of the Word of God. I need a working knowledge. If something is costing me, if something's costing you sleep, if something's costing you money, if something's costing you health, if something's costing you relationships, you better get an active, working knowledge about what the Word of God says for your situation. It's already been provided. This is not mere men speaking. If you take it as a mere man speaking to you, you will miss the flow of divine power for your life. Let's go to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. So we've talked about the word of God the general word of God. Now I want us to look at something else here. John 14, verse 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you. Here's another avenue for you to learn. The Holy Spirit. He will teach you all things. And there's two parts to this. I want you to look at. He shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said to you. Number one, his job, the Holy Spirit's job, is to bring you specific instruction. So this morning when we say, I want to see specific instruction, we're going to focus on how to receive from the Holy Ghost. Does that make sense? Because that's the first thing I see he's supposed to do. He shall teach you all things. Well, I thought the word taught us all things. Well, that's the second part. Bring all things to your remembrance. What is his job when you're not in this building being taught or when you're not sitting in your prayer closet reading the word or when you don't have the scripture going or teaching going? What is the Holy Ghost job? He's to give you specific instruction and bring to your remembrance what was taught to you in service last Sunday. That's what he's saying. This He's saying this is going to be his job. This is Jesus speaking. This is Jesus speaking. His job, the Holy Ghost's job, is to teach you specific things and instruction for your life. 
And number two, to bring back to you what the word has been put into your heart. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost, he comes inside your heart. He fills you up from the inside out. When you stay filled with the Holy Ghost, you are filled from the inside out. When the word of God is taught, and we don't have time to turn there this morning and look at it, but when the word of God is taught, it's as a seed that goes into your heart. And when it comes up out of your heart, it renews your mind so that your mind doesn't fight you in agreeing with what God said about your life. So what he's doing is he's helping you to renew your mind from the inside. He brings up that word that's on the inside and helps you to renew your mind to what God has said about your situation. But his number one job is to lead you and guide you. Each of us, Jesus cannot live at your house. Now, yes, he is on the inside of you. Through the miracle of the rebirth, through the miracle of salvation, Jesus is on each and every inside of us, but he is a man. And he is not present everywhere. That's why he says, it is, in, in, in a nutshell, it's imperative that I must go. The quicker I go, the quicker the Holy Ghost who fills up each and every man. A God-filled man is a God-filled man because of the Holy Ghost. He says, I got to go because when I go, you get even more help. The help that comes won't be face to face, but it'll be on the inside. Living in you. I want help that's living in me. You know you have help? Help is living. Say help is living in me this morning. Instead of being mindful of questions are living with me every day, how about help is living with me every day? Help is on the inside of me every day. Amen? It says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, Boy, when you get instruction and you know you heard from God, how much comfort does that bring? He says, and bring all things to your remembrance. The spirit is to teach us and remind us. Those two things. He's to teach us individually for our lives, for you, for what God has called you to do, for the blessing that's on your life for you to receive, the Holy Ghost is interested. His sole purpose is to be here and fulfill the will of God for you. To see to it that he guides you into all the blessings. He sees them and he's on the inside of you saying, listen up, listen up, listen up. There's blessing, there's more, there's greater. Follow this instruction. I'm getting it right from heaven. The Holy Ghost is the third part of the Godhead. He is getting instruction every day for your life. But see, what we hear and what we're listening to are two different things. I hear what my body says. I hear what my finances say. I hear what the circumstance says. But I choose to listen to the Holy Ghost. That's the decision we make. I choose to listen I hear what the opposition is saying. I hear what my body is saying, but I choose to listen to the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is getting from heaven all the instruction that I need. Specific instruction from God will oftentimes be the hardest to follow. That's just, that, that's just true in the natural, Right? You know, if I say to my kids, go clean your room, that's kind of general. They can do that whenever they want. If I say, go clean your room now or else, it's a little bit harder because maybe they were doing something else at the time. Maybe their little flesh doesn't want to go and do something else. That could be a harder instruction, specific instruction. Sometimes it's from God, but it, it doesn't. Let me say this. It'll bear witness with your spirit, but not your flesh. Don't look for God's instruction to bear witness and feel good to the flesh. But I tell you what, as we act it out and we walk it out, that's when God's power meets us. And you become proficient at putting down the flesh. That's why it's important, so important that we practice the word of God, the general word of God every day in putting down our flesh. So when the specific instruction comes and it seems difficult on the mind and the body, how do I do this? There's no way. 
it's become easy because the general instruction had been followed on a daily basis. Amen? Go with me, if you would, to Luke chapter 5. There's so many examples in the scripture that we could turn to. And we may even, I don't know, we may even continue this next week. We'll see. Uh, Luke chapter 5. In verse 1, now it occurred that while the people were pressed upon Jesus to hear the message of God, he was standing by the lake of Genesaret, Sea of Galilee, and he saw two boats drawn up by the lake. But the fishermen had gone down from them and were washing their nets, so they were done fishing for the night. They fished at night. They fished in the shallow water. You fished at night because the fish, uh, the Sea of Galilee was so clear that if you fished in the day, they could see the boats. The fish could see the boats, see the nets, and would, would leave. So they fished at night. They'd done, been done fishing at night. And verse 3, and getting into one of the boats, the one that belonged to Simon Peter, he, Jesus, requested him to draw away a little from the shore. Then he sat down and continued to teach the crowd of people from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon Peter, Put out into the deep water and lower your nets for a haul. Well, they never fished in deep water. They, that would have been contrary to their natural working knowledge. They fished in shallow water. The fish swam in the shallow water, right? You may have one avenue of a resource and that's your natural resource. That's your natural income. That's where you naturally rely on finances to come. You may have an avenue uh, or a way that you have walked in health. But when specific instruction comes, it doesn't make sense to the natural mind to go against what the flesh and the reasonings say to do. This is why we must have faith. Faith is for the specific instruction. And so whether Peter realized it or not, he was acting in a measure of faith. Now, he didn't act fully. We can see that. But he still acted in a measure of faith. And Simon Peter answered, Master, we toiled all night exhaustingly and caught nothing in our nets. But on the ground, if you don't have this underline, underline it. On the ground of what? Your word. What was the scripture we read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2? He didn't receive, we did not receive the word. You did not receive the word as mere men. Peter said, nevertheless, on your word. He st he, right there, we see he had revelation of who Jesus was. As small as it was, listen, today, if you would have got born again today, a measure of revelation would have come into your heart, a measure of faith. If you'll just act on that measure of faith and that measure of revelation, don't ever let the devil tell you, you haven't walked with God long enough. You don't have enough revelation. You don't have enough faith. You don't have enough word. God will lead you. The Holy Ghost, remember, he will teach you. And remind you, he's teaching you according to your measure of faith, your measure of revelation. God will never fault you for the measure you have. He will be disappointed at the measure we have that we don't act on. Because he's the one who authored that. It was his faith to begin with. When you got born again, he put a measure of his faith on the inside of you. He's saying, it's not even your faith. It's my faith. It's my ability. It's my word that brings my power. It all goes back to him. All we have to do is obey. All we have to do is follow the instruction. All Peter had to do was follow the instruction. Verse 5, and Simon Peter answered, Master, we toiled all night. Here's what makes sense to Peter's mind. Exhaustingly. <laughs> Meaning they had worked and worked and worked and worked and caught nothing in our nets. But on the ground of your word, I will lower the nets again. 
And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. And as their nets were at the point of breaking, they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and take hold with them. And they came and filled both the boats, so they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. How humbling is it when we get outside of ourselves and what makes sense to our mind. I want to tell you this this morning. No matter what, how hard you've toiled the last few years, what you do this year is what counts. It's what you do this month that counts. It's what you do today that counts. They toiled all night, exhaustingly, all night long. But when the specific instruction came, they responded with the measure of faith they had and they received. It doesn't matter how long you've toiled, how much you think you've done for God, how much you think you've fallen short. What matters is I could have toiled last year. I could have toiled the year before, but I'm telling you what, when I get my specific instruction, amen, I'm going to act on it and it won't be as words of mere men. It's going to be the word of God. And other people will be blessed because you didn't quit. Because other men's boats became fuller, more full than Peter's because they didn't quit. Husbands and wives, you're filling your family's boat. What are you filling your family's boat with? Worry? The past? What hasn't happened? Or are you filling it with the obedience according to the word of God? Not according to what I said, not according to what another man said, but is every word of God. Go back to the general instruction. What does the word say? When you have that in your heart, you're rooted and you're grounded in the love of God that he loves me so much. He sent his son, paid the price. I'm free from sickness, disease, and and, and sin, spiritual death. I'm free from those three things. And according to my freedom, I can lay hold of the promises of God. Now God. I see that your word is true. I believe it. I'm standing on it. And I thank you, Holy Ghost. If there's anything else I need to know, you're going to teach me. You're going to show me. Why would the Holy Ghost want to be in a man or a woman who's going to fail? He cannot let me fail. Jesus did not show up in your heart in order for you to toil all night all day, year after year, and then turn around and blame him for not showing up. Why does he want to live in a failure? He doesn't. He is ever ready. That's why he said, I have to go so that the Holy Ghost can come and give you all the specific instruction, remind you of what I said, remind you of what I've taught. But see, Peter still had to act. That's where we come up to. We either aren't hearing instructions specifically for our lives or we're not acting on it. It's not God's fault. He's not looking for you to fail and be a poor representation of the body of Christ. Amen. Go with me, if you would, to Exodus chapter 2. Exodus chapter 2. This is why it's so important for ministers. Bible school students, listen up. If you think you got a call in your life, it's why it's so important for ministers to be full of the Spirit. Because somebody's going to need a miracle. Remember what I said? Great miracles come from small instruction. You're going to have people coming to you, and they don't know how to get a miracle. 
All they know is Jesus is the miracle worker. That's all they know. Jesus is the miracle worker. That's all the revelation they have. And they've come to meet the miracle worker. But we see in Jesus' ministry, there was specific instruction. He got by the Holy Ghost. You understand, Jesus, when he got baptized, the Holy Ghost came down like a dove. He became baptized in the Spirit. So he walked around receiving the instruction of the Spirit per each person. So when he said, made, made clay into mud, wiped it on the man's eyes and said, now go wash. What is that? Specific instruction. Amen. Amen. When he said to the lepers, now go show yourself. That's specific instruction. Somebody else's miracle is dependent on ministers, whether or not we can receive and hear specific instruction. I must learn to become proficient in my own life on how to receive specific instruction because this church is going to fill up with people that all they know is there's a healer, but they don't know the specifics. They don't know every word of God. Amen? There's no doubt that Jesus worked creative miracles in people's bodies that we, don't, we, we know that we don't have record. Days, his days were full of working miracles in people's bodies. And we only have a glimpse of a few. Some had enough faith to come and receive it themselves, but some did not. We should be the ones that have faith enough to come and take what is rightfully ours. Amen? That's what God is expecting of us. Because there's going to be ones they don't know how to come and take what God has provided for them. Amen? Not only do results come, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Look here, Nexus chapter 2. And uh, verse 10, and the child grew, that's Moses. And she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son, and she called him Moses, for she said, because I draw him out of the water. One day, after Moses was grown, it happened that he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of Moses' brethren, and he looked this way and that way, and when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. And when uh, he went out, on, went out the second day and saw two Hebrew men quarreling and fighting, he said to the unjust aggressor, which was Moses, why are you striking your, or Moses said to him, why are you striking your comrade? And the man said, who made you a prince and judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought, surely this thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of it, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh's presence and took refuge in the land of Midian, where he sat down by a well. And it talked about how Moses went and uh, got married and began a whole new life for 40 years because he acted out of his own instruction. He had revelation on the inside of him that these people should not be treated. These are my people, and they should be free. God's people should be free. I'm going to tell you something. You may see a promise in the word of God and have revelation that that promise is true, but if you don't get specific instruction of how to make that promise be fulfilled in your life, you'll end up doing it your own way and causing more damage you may have it in your heart to step out in faith, start a business, buy a home, go out on an endeavor for God. That may be in your heart just as Moses, in Moses' heart, it was for the people to be free. God put that in there. Moses, from the day he was born, was a miracle because every, every male baby was supposed to be killed. God miraculously rescued Moses' life for a purpose. It was to free the children of Israel. But just because he knew his purpose, just because that purpose was beginning to rise up on the inside of him, he couldn't go without specific instruction. Because this was not an act of faith. This was just an act of the flesh. You can want 
money. You can want things. You can say, well, the Bible says you've got knowledge of the general word of God that you're supposed to be prosperous. And that's what oftentimes happens. People have knowledge. Well, I'm supposed to be prosperous. So they go out and try to make themselves prosperous. Just like Moses tried to make, make the people free. Well, that's revelation knowledge, general revelation knowledge on the inside of you. The spirit of God's going to bear witness on the inside of you that you're free from poverty. And if no one's ever told you that, I'm going to tell you that. The scripture, and that's not the message this morning, but you're free from poverty. You're free from sickness. You are not the sick trying to get healed. You are the healed. And you can say no to symptoms. I'm the blessed and the provided for. And I'm going to resist any bit of the devil trying to take from me what's mine. We live in his world. We live in his realm. And it's going to take knowledge of my authority so that I can overcome what he's trying to do, what he's trying to work opposite. He's always trying to work opposite the word of God. So if the word of God says you're free from poverty, he's trying to work against that. He's trying to put symptoms on your body. You understand he's trying to put symptoms on a healed body. That's our mindset. Devil, you're trying to put symptoms on a healed body. This body's been set free. Healing is the children's bread. You're trying to keep from the provided for. And I stand up every day, every morning you get up and you must use the word of God to answer that. But see, what happens is, is when you try to step out, Moses needed 40 years away. And one day after 40 years, he shows up to a burning bush. Here comes the specific instruction. What is that, that burning bush a representation of? Well, fire. What is fire? The Holy Ghost. Where are we going to get our specific instruction from? The Holy Ghost. Amen. So. Number one, if we're going to receive specific instruction to carry out the plan, the will, and have the fullness of God, you must consecrate yourself first. That's the first thing. Fully consecrated to God's plan. Well, I am consecrated, Pastor. I'm here, aren't I? No, not necessarily. Presence of body doesn't mean presence of heart. Presence of body doesn't mean agreement in the mind. A consecrated heart means you agree. On all fronts, I agree. I'm submitted. I'm humbled. I, I look to the word of God and to the will of God for everything in my life. Amen? Number two, you need to ask. According to the word of God, you need to ask. When was the last time you asked God for instruction for what you're facing? The word of God is wonderful. It's power. It's life. And we have to ask in line with it. But sometimes it is not enough for these things that arise, the specific day-to-day -day things that arise. You know, when we were purchasing our home, I needed specific instruction because my God shall supply all my needs wasn't enough when the devil was working so detailed See, the devil works in, in details. He'll alter one little detail. And if you believe what he altered as truth instead of the word of God as truth, that one little minor detail will derail your promise. So I had to get past. I knew what the promise was, but I needed, if the devil's going to work in, in the details, I, I, I need God's details. God sees it all. God was there when every paper was being passed around, when every deal was, tr was trying to be pushed through, God was there. God is there with every need that you have. God is there with the answer. On the other side, he's already working the answer. But sometimes we need a little bit more specifics of how to draw that answer because the devil's working in specifics. The devil doesn't just generally fight the body of Christ. He's specific. He has specific strategy. How to divide us. How he's trying to conquer us. I'm not afraid of him, but I'm aware of him. Amen. Be aware 
that the specifics in your life, things that are showing up, the details that are showing up to hinder you, be aware. That's not God. But God's already on the other side of that. I need to know what he knows. That's what, that's what the, the Holy Ghost is wanting to bring to you. What does God know? Amen? Number three, get full. Number one, consecrate yourself. Number two, ask according to the word. Number three, get full. Get full of the spirit, praying in the spirit, worshiping, praising, rejoicing. Get full of who you need to hear from. Get full of him. You mean he's in me, but I, don't, I can't be full of him? Yes, that's exactly right. You know, I had breakfast this morning, but by lunch, I'm not full anymore. I had food at one meal, but by the next meal, I need more food because I'm back empty. The remnant's still in there. It's still, there's still fuel in there, but I need more. Amen. We need to daily be filling up with the Holy Ghost. And number four, obey. This is four way, four things, four steps to receiving specific direction. This is something the Holy Ghost said to me. With every promise comes a procedure. With every promise of God comes a procedure. It's our job to find out the procedure. Now, uh, notice this. Moses thought and was moved by the length of time and severity of the need of the people. He saw how long they had been in captivity. He saw the severity, how bad it was getting. And that's what moved him. Don't let your need move you. Don't let the symptoms move you. I'm only moved by the word of God and by what the Holy Ghost leads me to do. Amen. Business people, this is so important for you. If you own a business... You cannot be moved for the length of time that something's been, you know, uh, how long things haven't come to pass, how long you've been facing a certain obstacle. You can't be moved by that. You must only be moved by the word of God and the specific details and instruction that God is giving you for what he has assigned and put in your heart. God had assigned Moses to a specific task of setting the people free. But see, when he moved in haste, it caused problems. It took 40 years for him to get all the hasty out of him. And we think God's holding up our blessing. God will let you sit in a certain position in life to get all the hasty out of you. Because when it comes to miracles, you can't be hasty. You can't be in a hurry you got to know that you know that you know this is what God is telling me to do. When you know without a shadow of a doubt the instruction of God, no devil in hell can move you. Amen? I'm looking to not be moved. That's what I'm looking for. I want stability. I don't want to be moved. And Moses was being moved by the natural. He was being moved by that man being beaten. He was being moved by how long the people had been in captivity. That was moving him instead of the word of God. I'm only moved by every word of God. We have to ask ourselves, what, what have we been moved by? Why are we asking God? Is it because we're desperate or because we're full of faith? Are you seeking God because you want out of a situation? You want to be free of symptoms? You want to be uh, somewhere else? I'm ready to be past this in my life. You're being hasty and you're going to get yourself in trouble the way Moses got himself in trouble. You better get specific. It took multiple times of Moses meeting with the Spirit of God before he was ready to go in with the specific instructions. Now it's time. Let my people go. And every, every time... Pharaoh said, okay, and then he changed his mind. And what happened? Moses came back with another specific instruction. He answered with the words of God every time. Amen? So with every promise comes a procedure. Now, we got to, for the kids this morning, because I know this will just entertain the kids. 
We've got, I, I got a demonstration. This is what I saw when I got up this morning. We haven't done one of these in a while. My kids said, whose birthday is it? It's nobody's birthday. But we're going to make a cake. You want to come up and help me? Oh, my gosh. All right, come on. Why don't we put it up here? Yeah. Because this is how I saw it for my life. Maybe, maybe God will show you differently. But this is how I saw it. Here's the need. What do you see here? When I buy a box of cake mix, notice I said cake mix, not flour. When I buy, some of you start from flour, others of us start ahead, right? This is a box of wisdom, right? When I see a box of cake mix, I don't know about you, but I see a need. Why? Because there are other things. Be honest. How many of you buy the pancake mix that's add water only? Okay. I, that's me too. Why? Because I want the need to be uh, fulfilled quickly. But I see a need. I see a representation of this. This represents hunger. You see this picture. Oh, my goodness. You know, this is a chocolate cake. But it's going to have a need. We've got three other ingredients that are needed to fulfill this, to meet this need, right? Okay, so come back here. Number one, we need water, right? What is the water representation of? The washing of the water of the word. Look on here. We need one and one-fourth cup. So you fill up on the word of God until, how about that? Looks about right. You fill up. No? Are you judging me? You're six. Don't judge me. You look at me the way Tony looks at me when I sing. Hey, hey, don't knock the table. So here's our cake mix. Here's the word, right? Here's the word. Pour it in here. I need to fill up on as much word as required for my situation. In different situations, it may be different. It may be one scripture that the Holy Ghost gives you, but you got to fill up every day to the measure that's needed for your situation. Don't come up short. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'll be honest with you. The greater the need, I could put double the cake mix in here and have a greater need. Therefore, I'd have to double the word, right? So last month's need, if this month's need is greater, you may need to increase. Don't settle for what you did last time. God's looking for us to grow in his word. He is his word. When God says, I am, that means I am with everything that he said. So here we go. We have the word. Now, what do we have? Oh, yeah. How about the oil? What's this? The Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost. So you can add water. You can mix it up. Is the cake. Get back over here. Rule number one is a preacher. You don't turn your back to the people. Okay? Okay? Can you stir that? Can you stir that for me? As he's stirring, and we stir in the word of God to our need, we can't forget. What do we say this morning? We've got to fill up. Because the oil cannot be left out of your need. The word of God alone will not fulfill every word that God has for you. You've got to add... I don't know what the oil does, but it does something. I know what the Holy Ghost does more than I know what, know what the oil in the cake does. Okay, so you pour that in. Okay, keep stirring. We're doing this while Dee Dee's not here. She's gone with Pastor. So we've added the oil. Next, obedience. That looks good. We still need the eggs. Anybody know what the eggs do? Tell me what the eggs do. Makes it, ooh, makes it rise. You want to rise to your place where God has authored for you to be, you better obey. 
I need to obey. Obedience to the word, obedience to the spirit. Listen up, kids. When God said, children, obey your parents that you may live long, that's what will make you rise. At this stage in your life, if you want to rise with God, it comes from obedience. Well, I want to, I want to do big things for God. You got to add obedience. Because, listen, speaking the word alone doesn't cause you to rise if you don't obey it. You got people confessing, confessing, confessing. You can't confess the word and not walk in love. You can't confess the word and not serve and be part of the body of Christ. When God said, don't forsake the assembling together of yourselves, if you don't obey that word, you will not rise. Your need will be left flat. So we add, hold on, brother. Should have Joji do this. Uh, what? There you go. There you go. <laughs> okay, stir it up. All right, that's good. Now, wipe your hands. What we have is something that's ready to go in the oven, right? It's ready. What the oven represents is the power of God working on your situation. Don't take it out too soon. Don't get hasty. You want it to have time to set because when God, hey, where's that? Bring that up here. When God's done with it, Hold on. When God's done with it, not only did you get the cake that you were after, but I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful to know that when the scripture says he's a rewarder, you get the icing on top as well. God puts the icing on your obedience, on your faith, on the word, it comes out, if you'll leave it with God, it will come out better than you put it in. But we need, yes, honey. No, go sit down. Listen, we need to hear from the Holy Ghost. We need the word. This represents your need, but it still looks good. Don't look at needs as a bad thing. Look at it as the opportunity that it is. And when you leave it with God, you mix the word, you mix the Holy Ghost, and you mix your faith and obedience. And you set it with God. You keep acting as if the word is true. You keep filling up with the Holy Ghost, staying filled to overflowing. And you keep obeying what God told you to do. Don't grow weary. How long have I got to wait? How long have I been doing this? How long have I been in this same place? We don't grow weary. Leave it in the oven. Because if you pull it out, it's, it may still be edible. We all still lick the bowl. Right? We all still lick the mixing spoon. But that's not what it's supposed to be. It still will taste good as you're filling up with the word, as you're being full of the spirit, as you obey God, it'll, 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 it'll satisfy you to a degree, but not like it will when God gets done with it. Leave it in the oven. Let God do the rest of the work. But the one ingredient we focused on this morning was the Holy Ghost bringing us specific instruction that we add our obedience to. We hear about faith all the time, and, that, and rightly we should. But sometimes our faith needs the help of the Spirit. He's, we're missing a piece. There's something more that he sees that we don't. Remember this, God is giving you instruction from heaven's view, not your view. Those specific instructions are coming from heaven's view. The Holy Ghost is getting direction from heaven, and his view is much better than mine. Amen? 
So not only do we get results from the instruction, but we will also get rewards. The icing on the cake, the reward for our steadfast faithfulness. Can we say this? The reward that it's not mere men's words. It's God's words. We trust God's words. Amen. Well, I hope you were helped this morning. I know we went a little bit longer, but I haven't preached in a while. Okay. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.